Welcome to The Spill Podcast. We know you're obsessed with creating your own success in your own way, and you know you've got more. More to earn, more to experience, more to create, and more to give. And you're right. You just need to know some of the pieces and the moves to make. The conversations are real, honest, funny, and hopefully valuable. Away from the filters, the reels, and having to have the perfect script. We believe in opening the door for the next woman, helping guide you with conversations and exceptional guest speakers, spilling truths, tools, and guidance to help you expand your own expression of success. And knowing that when you do, that's when the good stuff the world needs more of happens. Laughs and explicit language are almost always guaranteed. Let's spill. Let's get into this chat, ladies. I am sitting across from Dr. E, um, who has just told me again, she is just blowing up over on TikTok. And I've got to say, Dr. E, you're, you're the coolest doctor I've ever come across. That's for <laughs> Thank sure. you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> so welcome. And how are you? Thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. doing really good. I just want to like first address the fact that I have these funky headphones on. Um, I used to wear the cool ones, yeah. but it was giving me tinnitus. And so anyone who's suffering from tinnitus, reconsider your headphone choices. Your body's always telling you what to do. Yeah, exactly. Right. And we're going to get into some of that stuff. So ladies, we were just saying, so Dr. E is based over in New York. Uh, so it's like lunchtime, her time, 12 p.m. It's 6 p.m. for me here in Croatia. So she's fired up with some coffee. I'm oiled up with some wine. So this is going to be a red hot conversation. It's perfect. I'm so in. So before we dive in, let's let's just give you ladies who are listening a bit of background on who Dr. E is. I mean, go find this woman. Your videos, okay, we're going to go there, but your videos are incredible. <laughs> but uh, Dr. E owns and operates her own medical practice, which is called EG Healthcare, which gives care to over 20,000 patients. And in addition to her primary care practice, she has taken conventional medicine to the next level with her signature process, the new method. And the new method really helps patients take control of their health destiny using a functional medicine approach that empowers empowers them sorry to finally realize that their symptoms are not in their head and as a result you know she helps she helps humans like you women like me people everywhere that she comes into contact with optimize their health prevent illness reduce medication and feel great and don't we need more of that that's for sure. I think we all do. Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. I it's yeah. You're needed in this world. That's for sure. So Thank what you. we're going to do, Dr. E is I always start with some rapid fire questions. So the ladies can just get to know who you are a lot better and really quickly. You ready? I'm actually super nervous. Yeah, let's go. I know. I only, I only spring this like on speed dating. They jump on. Okay. First question. Describe yourself in three words. Oh my God. Okay. Ooh. Oh my God. Three words, three words, three words. Okay. Honest, uh, family oriented mm. and loyal. Beautiful, beautiful like, attributes. I love that. <laughs> What's the best compliment you've ever been given? Mm. Best compliment. Jeez. Um, I, I, I think that, uh, at, that I practice with integrity. Ooh, love that. And what about the best piece, or maybe not the best, but just a great piece of advice that you've been given that comes to mind? 
<laughs> There's so many advice. I'm trying to think of advice my wife gives me because, because my wife has the best advice. Maybe that's it there. Listen to your wife. Listen to your partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about that? Listen to your partner. So the best advice that I've been given, that I've been given, is probably from my wife, which is like, pause before you speak. <laughs> oh, this is telling us a little bit more about you. Yes, yes. I used to be very like off the cuff and I'm still super off the cuff, but I take a millisecond, whereas before I took zero seconds. Yeah, you're measured now. You're off I'm the a cuff, bit but measured. Yeah, a bit <laughs> I measured. like it. She used to say you okay. have a lot of good things to say, but your delivery. And I'm like, okay, so I've worked on my delivery. Your delivery so. and your timing is off, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Maybe don't say that at the funeral. Oh, okay. You're right. It's a good idea. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding about that one. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Next one. If life is a game, what's the number one rule? Oh, um, honesty. You have to just be honest. Mm. That's that's the game. You yeah. yeah, that's it. Love it. And what are you are you reading or listening to anything at the moment that that you're just really digging that you can share with us? Um, okay, yeah. So I try to listen to nonsense on my audiobook. So, like, I read a lot of business books because uh, I'm you know I'm an entrepreneur at heart, uh, but I'm always listening to fantasy books. Uh, on, on my Audible app, because what that does is it just clears the mind. And for anyone who's maybe struggling with taking a walk or or, or running or or just kind of because it's boring, I tell my patients just listen to an audiobook, and it just kind of takes you away. Um, if you have trouble falling asleep, listen to an audiobook. So I'm listening to nonsense right now. I can actually tell you, I'll pull it up for you. It's absolute nonsense, and it's amazing. Empire of Storm, and it's like. Um, can you see it? Wait, let it focus. I feel like I'm, I'm going to be into that. Just the title itself. Yeah. And it's, it's just great. Yeah. Fantasy is important. It's funny you said that because I was only having another, you know, podcast chat yesterday and we spoke about that. And I think it was Tim Ferriss. I read it from him and he said, you know, because you're probably the same. Yes, we're into all these business books, but he's like, do not do that before bed. Like you need no. to read fiction. You need to let yes. your mind go. You need to drop it into, you know, like get into that alpha state. Like, yeah. Yeah. Super important. And, and Audible is great because it gets you into that state of like someone's reading to you, like when you were a child type of thing. Great it's very tip. calming. So and nothing to Great tip. Well, we've heard it twice now. So there's <laughs> so, so it must be true. Yeah, that's the first well-being tip <laughs> for the episode. <laughs> so let's get into this. And um I wanna I would love for you to share with us just a little bit of just a bit about your background, like really how because I know you've made this big shift from conventional mm. medicine to functional and integrative medicine, and yeah. that's led to developing your own the new method. Yes. So can you just give us a little bit of background about that journey? How you got Absolutely. there? Absolutely. And and anyone who's already Googling the new method, it's new spelled with a K. And the reason it's called the new method with a K is because you always knew there was a better way because my patients know and you know. Um, I didn't know, however. So, <laughs> so I, I've been schooled by my, my own journey. So I was in primary care, e.g. healthcare and kind of, you know, typical, whatever you're imagining your doctor's office to be is what EG healthcare is, except we do it a little better. Um, and then my, and I had plenty of patients over the years who came to me and said, you know, I don't feel good. And I would run the tests and they're fine. And I would tell them you're fine. See you next year. Because the tools that were taught 
in med school or NP school is really about finding pathology, finding disease. And if there's no disease, you're good to go. So I hadn't, you know, walked around feeling amazing about myself, taking care of people. And then my wife's health took a turn. She had two autoimmune issues. She's in medicine. I'm in medicine. Half of our friends are in medicine. And the only option for us was heavy duty medication. And we just knew that there had to be something else, right? This is kind of where the name came from. Like there has to be other options. We had no idea where to turn. This is kind of pre the internet being what it is now. We're old. Okay. So I'm 50. My wife is 59. Oh, so you're in your <laughs> I mean, internet wise, internet wise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pre social media, we had nowhere to turn. Um, and so some person told us about functional medicine. And I was like, okay, well, I have nothing to lose, but it's not going to work because the possibility that what we eat, by the way, we were both healthy in quotes, both thin. I'm only saying that because externally that gives the appearance of health, plenty of healthy people who aren't thin, but I'm just saying. Um, so, you know, both in medicine. So what, what do you mean? Nutrition has it like, we're on point nutritionally. And this guy was like, uh, no, you need to stop eating this, 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 and this, and this will clear up. And of course this is not going to work, but we did it because nothing to lose. There's no side effects by not eating a thing and her entire health turned around. Like we got our life back. Wow. So I was like, what the heck is this nonsense? <laughs> so I started reading more and reading more and reading more. And then little by little, I would bring what I learned into my practice and to my patients. Like here, something very typical, like very, like I do pediatric and adult, And so in my primary care practice. And so the concept that dairy can cause eczema is nothing that you learn about in school. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've brought it up once during a medical conference and I was almost laughed out of the room. So I would try it with my patients. I would say, Hey, your, you know, your kid's eczema is like a hot mess. Why don't we just try to go dairy free for like 30 days? What do we have to lose? I'm, there's no side effect. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And parent after parent would come back and say, Oh my God, it's cleared up. And then I noticed when I gave them the ice cream again, it comes back. And so I would start doing these things in my practice and I'd be like, this is really working. Okay. <laughs> I have to start. And then that developed into, okay, that got me to the world of like, well, there's people all this time who I told you who said, who weren't feeling well, but there's nothing wrong with them. I started realizing that our testing is only looking for pathology, but there's this whole world of unwellness that's just not sick yet. Um, and so then I developed a new method. And that tagline is to empower people to realize their symptoms are not in the head because for a lot of people, especially women, they're told, a variation of it's in your head, it's in your hormones. Do you want antidepressants? Maybe it's stress in your life. And 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 maybe all of those are true, but that can't be the, the go-to. Um, so we need to figure out what's actually happening though. Like, yeah, I have stress. Yeah, I have hormones. Yeah, maybe I'm depressed, but I still have like achy joints. Like, can we address that please? <laughs> it's not in your head. So that is how I got to it. I got to it from a, a personal journey. And you will notice that anyone in functional medicine who, who has a background in medicine, whether the NPs, PAs, or MDs, all of us got here because either we were sick or someone we loved was sick. It's the only way to get here. Otherwise, it's just like, this is not real. Right. It's that personal experience that makes you go, I'm, I'm going to have to look at this. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I mean, we have to look at a different way. Otherwise, what? what's the option? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. 
let's I want to talk about that you said something which I think is um just so key you said that this we have this world of unwellness that isn't yet Mm. developed I want to talk like let's open up this can of worms which is health okay (laughs) like can you okay I don't know should it be myth busters what are some what are some myths that you can just like let it rip what what do we need to think differently about okay so much so so first of all, if you're listening to this and you're suffering and you're not getting answers, I just need you to know you're not crazy. Mm. Um, there, I, okay, let me make this a little easier. Everyone kind of knows, understands something about diabetes. So I always use this as a metaphor. It's clear to you that if you get diagnosed with diabetes at age 65, you didn't get diabetes today. You had years of pre-diabetes and we have testing for it. We have testing for pre-diabetes it's called A1C. And you kind of know that if didn't happen today. For years, you maybe were eating wrong and it was cooking. And maybe for years you had all these symptoms, but you just weren't diabetic until today on paper. That's true for just about every disease, right? So if you have an autoimmune issue cooking, lupus, let's say, and you get diagnosed with lupus today, does that mean for the past 20 years, you're feeling great? No, you're feeling really unwell. You're just, your blood markers didn't turn yet. They didn't shift yet. So every time you go to the doctor, they say, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. So those symptoms years prior to the diagnosis are really important. They're telling us something. And just because we haven't found the marker to prove to everyone that you have the sickness doesn't mean it's not real. And so it becomes tricky because conventional medicine cannot intervene until that marker happens, right? Until you're diabetic, we can't give you medicine. Until you have an autoimmune, we can't give medicine. So conventional medicine starts at the point of diagnosis. And it's great and it's necessary. And there's certain diagnoses that of course you need it. This is certainly not an anti-conventional medicine conversation because I still practice it. But what happens to those people prior to the diagnosis who are just not feeling right? Do we just sit and wait for them? So this is where functional medicine comes in and says, okay, what's the root cause? What's happening here? And the root cause is inflammation. Inflammation is making your skin erupt. Inflammation is making your joint pain. Inflammation is giving you your brain fog. And then the next question is, okay, what's causing that inflammation? Because if we can get to the cause of inflammation and stop the inflammation, stop the symptom, we can stop the progression to disease. So we can actually get to prevention. So for most people, it is nutrition here in the States, the standard American diet, but it's not just in America. (laughs) So most people it's nutrition, but then for some people, there are other factors if they're exposed to something or you know, stress could be a factor, lack of sleep can be a factor, but something is causing inflammation. And if you don't eradicate that inflammation, you'll have a whole bunch of diseases. And so then you're at 65 on five different meds and just not feeling well. So that's, that's where it begins and ends. I'm just going to take a pause and see how that lands for you. It's, you know what, I was having a conversation with um, someone yesterday from America, he's from Florida, actually, and whether this is 100% correct, but he did say, he said the average American by age, don't quote me on it, maybe 55 or 60 is on seven medications. Makes sense. Okay. It's just, it's crazy. So this, yeah, like this philosophy of, like you said, prevent, you know, rather than just cure, cure, cure. There's, there's so much going on and our body is always speaking to us. But I want to talk about that because it seems like 
maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like we've kind of bottomed out when it comes to wellness and health. Like we're at a really low level for mm. health and the standard of where it is. So our normal has dropped. What is normal is like it's dropping. And yes. so, you know, I talk with a lot of women and it's normal for them to feel exhausted. It's yes. normal for them to not have clarity every morning. Yes. It's normal to go home and snap at your kids because you have nothing left. It's 100% normal feelings. So how did we get there? What's going on? We got, we, we got there from exactly this, that if you don't have a disease, you're constantly being told you're okay. You, you did the thing, you made your appointment at your annual visit, you got pap smear, you got your blood work, you got your mammogram, everything's normal. So you're being told that what you're feeling is normal. Come back next year. You're good. So I guess it's normal. Now, everyone around you is exhausted. Everyone around you is probably a little bit heavier. And I'm not saying this to body shame, but it just means nutrition's off, right? So everyone around you, nutrition's off. It's normalized to partake continuously in things. Portions keep getting bigger. Our world requires us to sit more. So everyone is feeling the same way. So it's normal. Oh, I don't feel so good. Oh, you don't feel so good. Oh, it must be normal. This is how moms are supposed to feel. Oh, you feel even worse at 50. It must be our hormones. It must be 50. 50 must feel like this. 60 must feel like this because everyone's kind of in the same boat. You know, most of us are sitting a lot, partaking a lot um, and constantly being told we're normal. And there's some myths around, right? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Incorrect. Just kills you slowly. <laughs> but, but then it's like, it doesn't, oh, I must, I must push through it. Early bird catches the worm. Oh my God. So even if I'm exhausted, let me wake up at five o'clock to do the thing. No, you need to So sleep. you're saying I don't have to join the 5 a.m. club because I never no. wanted to. I no, never you shouldn't. Brilliant. Brilliant. You should never forego sleep for something else. Listen, mm -hmm. if you have to, it's your job. My daughter works night shift. Mm -hmm. If you have to, that's how you put food on the table. It is what it is. No judgment. But optionally to be like, let me wake up five to get my exercise in. No, no, no. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Like if you have to sleep, sleep is causative for dementia, brain fog, a million things, but there's so much myth around pushing through it. It's okay. Don't complain, you know, wake up earlier, do the thing. But, and there is no conversation really about like, Hey, if you feel this way, something's up, let's pull back. Let's, you know, take a minute. No, that's, that's really so kind true. of, it's whiny, right? You're whining Yeah, you're, and you're, you know, you're a victim. And, and the providers are saying that too, like, okay, look, everything's normal. So, you know, maybe this is just what it is to be a mom of kids uh, or maybe, oh my God, you know, I come home and I snap at my kids. So it's, we're not going to have a conversation of maybe you're just adrenal fatigue and maybe we need to help you. We're going to say, maybe you need anti-anxiety meds. Mm -hmm. And then if you take the anti-anxiety meds and no shame in doing that, you're going to feel better for sure. You're going to feel better, but did we really fix the problem? No. So there's so, so this is why the the bar has dropped because keep telling people that what they're feeling is normal mm -hmm. <laughs> right it's so infuriating i can i can yeah i can see it in your face ladies i'm, so, I'm looking at dr ian i'm so <laughs> agitated i'm so <laughs> agitated oh. I'm, I'm agitated because we we buy into it i have patients coming all the time like and they'll tell me well you know i'm 50 so it's a little hard for me to lose weight and you know I have the brain fog, but I'm 50. And I'm like, hi, I'm 50 also. I don't feel what you feel. And they're like, oh, well, you know, 
your, I was like, no, let me show you my picture 20 years ago. I was not like this. I was a very heavy person. I ate at McDonald's all the time. Like I made the transition. This is not like, I was not always like this. Um, and it's a choice to make, but they come in already feeling like it's a given that they have to feel this way. So it's so, it's so, it's so, so much unlearning to do. So much. And I think like you nailed it so well and it's whatever's normalized around you. Like mm. it's just, ah, your environment, what you hear, what gets, you know, affirmed to you. It's, yes. it's nearly, and I don't want to say a cop out because, you know, there's also then that lack of not, I don't know, it kind of goes both ways. It's self-responsibility to go, yes. well, hold on, other people, there are examples of healthier 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, mums of three, uh, women who run four businesses and, you know, are, wear all the hats. So we have to search for what yes. we want yes. as well. Like whatever we look for will always be confirmed. So I feel like there's also that self-responsibility of knowing, well, hold on, don't let this cop you out either. Like, of course, we can increase our own baseline health. It's yeah, so I mean, patient accountability is, is an issue, right? And there's a fine line. So you, I have some patients who really, truly don't know. Yes. And, and, and I'm surprised. Like, I have patients who come to me sometimes so sick. And I'm like, so this is group A, so sick. And I'm like, you do recognize that all these meds that are on your list are completely a choice. Like, if we change what's on your plate, all this would go away. And they will say to me, no one has ever explained this to me before. Yeah. I always thought because my grandma had this or because my, like, they just thought this was the thing. So there's a group of people who really, really don't know. And like, I am in service to them. And I feel like I was placed on here in the universe to, to guide them. But then there are people who are aware and they just don't want to, they don't want to. They're like, I really don't want to change. I eat. I, this is what I do. I like to do this. I like to do that. I like to have a drink every night. I like to do this. And then I say to them, okay, then you can't op opt out of meds. Like if this path that you're living with not necessarily going to exercise and not changing what's on your plate, then you don't have the option to say, but I don't like medication. Then you have to take the medication. <laughs> you just have to, because now your cholesterol is high, you have high blood pressure, your autoimmune is high. You can't have it both ways. You can't not be accountable for what's on your plate and then opt out of meds. I mean, you can, but you will end up in the ICU um, not well. So, so it is, and, you, and as a clinician, you have to kind of figure out where are you, the patient, because the patient who really just wants to eat a certain way and live a certain way, and that's what they want, I will prescribe the medication for them because that's what they want. But you're right. It's, it, patient accountability is a big part of it, figuring out, um, say sometimes don't know which way to go. Absolutely. I mean, it, like you said, there's always choice. Like we always have choice, but we're choosing from what we know. So those that don't know what they don't know, it's like, that's yes. why th these conversations and the work that you do is just, it's so important. It's so important to be able to help them, you know, get educated because the more education we have, the better actions that we can take, the better decisions that we can make. All of that is just, it, it's huge. And I, I just wonder with the uh, women who are listening in, like I think of kind of Millie, I think of that uh, attitude that you were saying before, like just get through it, toughen up, like get up. You know, I'm certain that some of the women have that. 
Um, and, you know, they're juggling multiple things. Like it could be mums running a side business, running a full-time business, maybe running, having a job and having both on the side, having kids, being a partner, like all of these things, right? We're in a busy world at the end of the day. Everyone's trying to keep up with everything. What, what do you think of when you think of women like that? Like where, where should they, okay, so, what, what should they ask? What, they, what should yeah. they become aware of? So I think you were bundling it up and it's not, it's like, I'm a woman like that. I have four businesses yes. that I run and, and I have three kids and we rescue cats and I, I, and my team where I work are my highest priority. And I want to make sure my team is taken care of. So I am definitely one of those women who are like, let's go, let's do this. Let's get it done. These are, that does not mean, so it's not mutually exclusive. You could be that person. You could be a high performer who, who gets the thing done and, and does it. But at the same time is like, um, wow, my joints really hurt. So am I going to ignore that for the sake of getting it done? Or am I going to go just like I powerhouse to every, uh, I'm a solution oriented person and powerhouse to whatever their powerhouse is through their, their children or their, their businesses. And I'm going to find the solution for this. And they're going to find the right provider, functional medicine provider and get to the core of it. You know what I tell a lot of moms? This is, I said, if your child was unwell, you would find the provider on the, on the Swiss Alp mountain in, in a cottage. You would figure out how to go there and get them the special herb that your child needs because that's what we do for our kids, right? You have to do that for yourself also. So use your skills that you have in that world also for your health. And let's talk about that because it's also like I see this body, this thing that we have, this operating system. I mean, it is, you know, if we've got the goals that we have, the high performance, the things that we mm -hmm. want to do, the memories we want to create with our family, we don't do it without this thing. Right. It is the priority. It, it is, is the driver it is. of everything, right? So in your experience, what makes people maybe dismiss health as a priority? Because it feels selfish to take care of yourself, especially for women. Um, I'm sure there's some men out there who feel this also, but this is kind of our culture as women. We have to take care of others. We are nurturers. And you put putting yourself last is almost a badge of honor subconsciously. Putting yourself first is like, oh, look at her. Look who she thinks she is, right? It looks like that, but it's not, you don't have, you could take care of yourself without looking like that thing you have in your head, right? You can take care of yourself. So, you know, I have, I have a few patients of mine right now who have special needs kids. And I say to them, you need to be here for them, like, like forever. So like, we have to take care of this. So, so your ability to nurture either your children, your businesses, your partners means you have to take care of yourself. Um, it's so, so to answer your, your question, I think there's a stigma that if we take care of ourselves, that we're selfish. And then there's also the stigma like, well, it just hurts a little bit. It's, it's probably not a big deal. You're right. It probably isn't a big deal, but let's take care of it now before it becomes a big deal. Um, and it's okay that it's not a big deal. Like who cares? I tell my patients all the time. They're like, well, I've been to a rheumatologist and they can't figure out what I mean. Who cares? I don't need a label for it. I don't need someone, the rheumatologist to give me a stamp that this is lupus, that this is rheumatoid arthritis. I, I don't care. You Feel like a rheumatoid arthritis patient. Every morning, you're stiff in the morning. It takes you two hours until you feel like you can move around again. I don't need to wait for those markers. So I don't, so like that need to like, well, it must not be serious. 
no, the symptoms are serious enough. Let's get on it. Let's optimize. Mm, that's such a good point. I just feel like uh, as soon as you said that, even because I didn't like, I'm like, I wonder how, what the answer will be to this. Like I had no clue, right? <laughs> but it's such, it makes so much sense that, you know, it, it, it's like we bring it back to being selfish mm-hmm. and all these stories in our head and this, what that means and this stigma around being selfish. and Yeah. And it's, it's not a bad word. It's all about the context. You know, if you're the women that you're talking about, they're killing it in every field. You have a lot of people depending on you. I have a team of about 30 that depend on me to make sure that I'm a sound mind and body. I cannot let them down. Mm. I can't let them down. And part of that is to make sure I take my damn vitamins and they're annoying to take. Make sure I wake up in the morning and run. Make sure I think twice before I have the martini. I'm not saying I never have it, but I think twice. Um, you know, because of my responsibility to them, I must take care of myself. It's such a flip in perspective, just a lens. It's a new lens and it's such a needed one as well. Imagine if, you, we, if everyone's seen the problem yeah, you know, that way. I was saying it for a long time. And then I had this thing where I was having this crazy like stomach issue. And I, I, I live in the world of stomach and I couldn't, I couldn't fix it. And I finally like went to the GI and the GI is like, you have a really bad case of H. pylori, which people don't know it's a certain bacteria. And I was really hesitant to go on antibiotics, telling the story for a reason. Um, because I'm, I, at this point, 10 years have gone by, I have not taken antibiotics. So I was like, I was really didn't want to take it. I had like my own misgivings about it. And my wife turned to me, by the way, people who have H. pylori for a really long time can eventually get stomach and esophageal cancer. So my wife turned to me and said, if you don't take these antibiotics and you get cancer, I'm going to be really mad at you because there's something that you could have done to prevent it, right? There's other things you can't do to prevent, but like you have it in your hand, you know what the heck you need to do and you don't do it because you're just being obstinate right now. I'm going to be really mad at you if you get esophageal cancer. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Because then I become a burden to her because of a decision that I made right now. And that is true for everything. So your decision to be like, well, this just hurts a little bit or my brain, I just forget my keys sometimes and to not address it, you're going to be a burden to someone, which is exactly what you don't want to be, right? That's why you're like this level A person. You're going to end up being a burden to someone because of decisions you made today. So make those decisions right now because in your selfishness, you're actually selfless because you're making sure that you're a high performer for as long as possible. That is just so beautifully said. And so needed to be heard. And by the way, shout out again to your wife. She's Clearly, she, yeah. She's, she's a smart she one does, in the family. She does give you the best advice. She does. She really does. Straight up. I just have to listen sometimes. Open up those ears. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You chose a goodie. It sounds like you chose yeah, a goodie. I did. I did. I'm still trying yeah. to figure out why she chose me. Can't figure it out. Oh, I love that. Is there anything else? Are there any other kind of myth busters or things where you're like, I I just want to address this for you. Take this before you leave the ladies, before they, we finish this. What do you want them to hear? Um, So if you're kind of in this rabbit hole of like functional medicine, there's going to be a desire to do a lot of testing. Should I get my hormones tested? Should I get a mold testing? Should I get stool testing? And And the answer to all that is maybe. So like in the, I wrote a book called It's Not In Your Head. And I really talk about leave your testing for last. The first thing you want to do is really clean up your nutrition, like obnoxiously clean for at least 30 days. I'm not saying forever. I know it's hard. 
and see how you feel with that because it's it's quick. I'm not gonna say easy, simple, because it's not easy to give up food. It's quick, simple, and a cheap way to see how you feel when you remove all that processed stuff from your body. And if you feel amazing, guess what? You don't need those tests. If you did that for 30 days and you're still not there, now you know you have to find a provider to help you with those tests. Um, and by the way, this is assuming that you already went to conventional medicine first, you ran all the appropriate tests and they told you that you're not sick. Always do that first, never self-diagnose. They told you you're not sick, you still feel unwell. What test should I do? Hang tight, try nutrition first, uh, like a really good elimination diet. And if that doesn't work, then find a good provider that can get you through the right testing. And that's kind of like the way to do it because there's so much information out there. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that advice. Really clear. Thanks. Dr. E, I just think you're freaking amazing. And I've been <laughs> listening to you all day. I do. I go on and I watch your videos. Ladies, you need to go find her on TikTok and Instagram. They are so good. I was saying to um, Dr. E at the start of this call, I was like, the way that you just, like the topic that you talk about, you're so clear on the problem. And it's just, it's just huge value. Plus you're just, you're real and down to earth and isn't that refreshing. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, look, thank you so much for your time. I know you've got a busy day. I know your patience and your team are your priority. So thank you for being on with us and sharing your wisdom and your brilliance. And just before you go, share with the ladies uh, just where they can connect with you, where they can follow you. Sure. So um, you can follow me just about everywhere except for Twitter because I talk too much for Twitter. Um, <laughs> at the new method, new is spelled with a K. Um, there are ways... There's links everywhere. If you wanted to do a consult with me, I do that as well. By the way, when I consult, I curse a lot. I don't do it in these forums, but just get ready. That's just how I am. <laughs> I'm going to book in just for that. <laughs> and because I'll just be like, no flipping way. We're not going to accept that, except I don't say flipping. Um, and uh, so there, you know, there are ways to work with me if you want to, but you can also find a functional medicine provider near you. That is what you're looking for functional medicine. And wherever you are in your journey, I just wish you success. Brilliant. Thanks for being here with us. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean the world to us if you shared it with others. Until next time, drink the wine, have a laugh, learn the thing, do the thing, and be the woman you know you are. Make sure to stay connected and let's keep the conversations going. Cheers.